Okay, good evening. So, uh, we left off two weeks ago, because last week was that uh, woman's film. I actually, um, I was surprised uh, by how many people, uh, both who are here and who listen to the, to the, video, uh, to the audio, uh, told me, uh, you know, how... Um, I guess profound some of the stuff as was it, it, it really affected them. Uh, you know, I would thought to myself, like, you know, I'm talking about lunis and promiscuity, uh, ladies of Amachad, what do I have to think about? Um, but the, the, rea- the, 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 as I said then, and as I, even from the reaction, you know, Kedusha and Tahara, holiness and purity, and not being affected by all of the, I, for lack of a better word, vulgarness. You know, uh, I just started learning with a chassan, and I, and I told him, with a groom, I told him, you know, when you talk about, since this is all ladies' class, you know, kids, these are talking about, it's about sexuality. You have to really, like, forget everything you see in the sec- or hear in the secular world. But that, their comprehension of it is about pleasure-seeking. Seek- it's all about fun and the Jewish perspective of it is it's the highest expression of love, of marriage, of holiness. It's, you know, complete opposite that everything is sold. When you see the movies or the televisions or the cars, you know, they're selling a beer and they have a lady with a holding it. They're not thinking about holiness over there. They're not thinking of, you know, you know and even in relationships, it's all about fun. It's all about living the world. And really in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, it's all about you know, the relationship. Well, we're, even that, and the reason I have to tell you this is because when you, when I teach a, a groom or, or my wife uses a bride, you have to first detox. Now we're in the kiss over here. You first have to detox. And in this area, you know, as mentioned, the sensitivities are so serious. Um, the dangers are so profound uh, and the stomachs are so great, even if a person doesn't stumble literally in anything, but where their heads are, where their hearts are, how it can affect their marriage, how it can affect their own heads, uh, can be great. So we'll pick up where we left off. And that's even about how we talk about this. Again, even, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not surprising that that, that, it is surprising, but when you think about all of the, the vulgar words in, uh, in, the, uh, in the curse word vocabulary, almost all of them are about bathroom words or sexual. I mean, it's literally, right, you know, debased. And it's like, you know, my, there's a family in the community that told me that their kids learned to work because it got screamed at by some... You know, person walking behind them, they're screaming at them. They were the kids. That's what, you know, the kids got screamed at, little kids. Um, it's like so crazy how people come out of people's mouths. They say, well, V'imlach shech adam loyim. person says, Shema she'amrolot nebopaz. So we mentioned last time that, that if you talk about, I mean, as I mentioned this, I, I once was encountered, you know, ladies talking about their intimate lives with other ladies. And that is way off limits, way out of line, and wait. And I'll just be very frank. I'm sure no one ever done that, did this. But for those who listen, this goes online. I, I you know, I, it, it to me. If you'd ask me, what do you think is the most, the most important, the most important uh, character and trait you need in marriage? I would say, obviously, you're talking about in a functional home, trust. You need to trust your spouse, right? You need to be able to trust each other. And to talk about that area to anybody is such a breach of not only tzniyas, but of trust. You know, of trust. It's so perverse. So, you know, and, and to talk about other people is also a complete breach of, of, of kedusha and, and tzniyas. Um, so a person will say to you, the sages talk about making jokes about this stuff. Um, 
people who are going to end up, there, there are people whose vulnerabilities who are much more prone to weakness in, 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 uh, in sexuality, right? Now, I, I said this, I think, last time. I'm going to reiterate this. See, woman, a woman who's happily married, a woman who's as in a good marriage, will never cheat on her husband. I mean, if you're oh, if a woman, it, I mean, I shouldn't say never. It, it would, she would have to be really suckered to do it. Okay, she would have to be really maneuvered. Or a person who's happy in life, a woman, a man, a man could be so happy in marriage. He can love his wife. He can love his kids. He can love his situation. And any man in the entire world could stumble in a minute. That's how weak men are. That's how weak men are. Okay? So you would say, and certain men are really weak in this area. Good, good people, not bad people. To so say, they shouldn't talk like this. They shouldn't do this. But it doesn't affect, you know, I'm not, that's not, you know, I'm older, I'm married, but it doesn't really affect me. Right, some people they do it. If you're just making a joke, we're at the Shabbos table. A few couples, you make jokes about this. Ah, you know, you make light. You know, he's chill out. He's so puritan. He's so religious. Don't take things so intensely. Um, so says the Ramchal. What you should tell that person is. It's actually a pasuk, and it talks about how damaging this is. Because again, what it does is it debases it. It debases it. It makes things light, and it makes a person loose in certain ways. So there's a pasuk in Yeshaya. Therefore, my Lord shall rejoice over young men, for they are all flattering evil, and every mouth utters indecency. Indecency. And therefore, they're severely punished. They speak indecently. I, I, my mother-in-law, you know, I mentioned, who is a prominent uh, professor of social work at NYU, she told me I shared a case of a religious couple it, the person went to was was a normal religious kid. He started listening to some guy, uh, Stern, Harold, Harold, Harold. So this guy was a normal guy. I, I, he, it was, uh, he was a normal kid, and this kid got into it because he thought it was funny, and it totally polluted his head. Mm-hmm. And this couple got divorced. And you know what happened to the children? Traumatized. You know, you know, I'm into their their happy marriage destroyed. You know, because you start speaking indecently, thinking indecently. You know, the things that go through your ma- your mind are are, are are that way. So indecent speech is a, it, it's polluted. It pollutes you. And I spoke on Shabbos about acts that sanctify you. Indecent speech pollutes your spirituality. It brings down a person. So you just mentioned that Harold. Uh, is you know it, I, I imagine people listen to don't feel like they're in Kol Madre in the Ela afterwards. It, it has a negative effect. So uh, the pasuk is it says the pasuk in Isaiah is not about idolatry, local rise, not relationships, not murder, right? Flattering sinners, telling a sinner, oh, it's great, lashon uh, hara. Uh, you know, uh, false, false speech and nivelpat and lewd speech. Kula mechatas And on all of these things are are, are, are sins of the mouth. And about them, it says that these young married people will become widows, widows and orphans. Right? That's such a serious punishment because it, you know it breaks down. Now, I I actually think in our day. It's not even death. It's literally divorce and destruction of the family home. Right? You know, you'll say to me, ah, I'm, I'm telling you, as somebody who sees that people are open to these things, there's a reason why people are so unhappy today in their marriages. A lot of it comes from this. 
right? They're, 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 they're all holiness, all oneness in the marriage, you know, gets lost in this, in this area. And, uh, and, and even if you're not married, you're where the world, people's heads are. The way you speak is literally erva. It's like there's a, a sensation of, uh, it's znus. It's like, you know, if, if you would see your husband kiss a woman on the lips, your husband would never do that. But, uh, uh, but, but, what? No comment. No, no, no comment necessary, right? No comment. But, but you'd be like disgusted. I mean, it, it, what are you doing? Nivulpa says Avchal using lewd language is exactly that. It's, it's literally doing. It's an iser. It's like eating pig. It's like it's like eating uh, shellfish. And also you. What happens is you get into it. So a person, if if if, if things are lowly, you know, and you and you act things are lowly, so then you can end up doing things more easily. Right? You're much. Everything is more hunky dory, as we say, and we know we say as they say, right? Um, you're you're much more prone to stumble in these areas. Again, stumble doesn't mean. It means to, 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 to lower one's bar and to lower one's head and to lower one's thoughts. Another, as we mentioned before, another, since this area is nuclear, since this area is highly sensitive, um, you know, one should stay away from anything which is unnecessary in it. And again, all you have to do is look at a newspaper. I guarantee you, take a whole newspaper any day of the week, you'll find either sexual assaults, abuse, you know, this is just they're reporting a you know a, 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 a scintilla of what goes on there. You know, you know, I'm sure in Hollywood it's much worse than they say and in these places, or you know, all kinds of stuff go on. And a lot. Of, this is where it comes from. It comes from a, a, an atmosphere of 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 taking away kedusha and tara. And what it, more profoundly, as I mentioned, um, a person who has this. You know, it's hard to connect to Hashem because your 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 neshama is other places. Again, being a machshava, so too in our thoughts. Um, you know, I, I it's this is such a sensitive area. Um, it's such a sensitive area, but you know, I really have no choice because the, what we're confronted with today is such a. You know, brazenness, as, as I mentioned, you all, you know, 25 years ago, you saw people dressed 30 years ago, acts, what the goals on today, you know, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to comment too much. I mean, the, the women wear today, what goes on, to, what's acceptable today is, is was, when I was a kid, it would never have been acceptable. Never. You know, so I. I I mentioned by men again are much weaker. I just want to understand. And as I mentioned before, you know, if you're a lady and you cause a man to stumble because of your own thing, it's you're causing a man to hurt his marriage, to hurt his head, to hurt his spirituality. It's a chrayis, right? You know, I, in the news today, this past few weeks is what's it called uh, sexual assault, right? Terrible, terrible things. But I, I, I'm going to tell you with how the Torah views sexual assault also on men. When a woman steals a man's head, that's sexual assault. It's damaging his marriage. It's damaging his head. Right? It's damaging his ability to connect to God. It's damaging his ability to focus on things which are important. You know, it's, it's, it creates a fantasy world. You can't appre- The Torah speaks very strongly to us. You know why? Because this area... There's a reason why the movies are about this and the songs are about this. It's scintillating. It's exciting to people. I mentioned that class I took in, in, in college, right, last time. Right? It's what people want to read about. So, our thoughts, our brains, our neshamas are so, so sensitive. You know, it's, we, we live once. I, you know, I, I just I to tell you, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself traumatized. Like I, I, I was asked um, a couple of weeks ago, I, was, I just didn't have the opportunity uh, to visit a very elderly lady who is 
not in the Chai House, but another assisted living facility. And um, I'm an older lady, over 90. And she's her, 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 fa- you know, her, her, her faculties are hundreds of there. She's sharp and witty. And she, like she was telling me, she, her grandparents were Orthodox. She's 90 years old, okay? Plus, the grandparents were Orthodox. She remembers having the Seder. And, you know, she, 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 didn't, she didn't know how to read Hebrew. I, got her, I taught her Shema today. Uh, uh, she didn't know how to read Hebrew. She, I, I she, she was a little bit rusty. So, and, and you know, I, she, I could speak with her in Yiddish, and she had the Tom, and she was remembering the Kiddish, and this. And she's kids, not one married to a Jew, one grandchild married to a non Jew. Like, no, zero Yiddish guy. Like, zero, there's no Hemshech. Like, no, no, it's, it died with her. You know, and her, and her, and her, and her, you know, it died. This is not, she was describing to me growing up in the East Coast as a little kid. You know, she remembers, like, you know, and her whole life, and I'm thinking to myself, and she was, she was such a good neshama. Like, he felt, you know, he spoke to this person, like, a good person, you know. And I was saying, she's getting teary. Like, really, finally, I'm going to go see her again. Because she was like, but I thought to myself, what a tragedy. <laughs> what a tragedy. You know, 3,700 years of Judaism pumping. Like I said to her, when I said her name, she had an American name, uh, I'll make this up. I'd say Shirley, right? So her Yiddish name would be Sara. She didn't say Sara. She said, like, the Heimishawit. I was Sarah, I'm Sarah. You know, like, you know, like, like, that's how she spoke. I'm telling you, there's, that's it. It died with her. She's nine years old. When she dies, her, her children, I, I, I spoke to her for a while. Like, her children do nothing Jewish, neither are married to Jews. Grandchild is not luckily Jewish, and nor is he married to Jews. And like, there's so much, and we would all say, when you would see this lady, what a loss to the Jewish people. And I can tell you, even from my conversation, some of the things that went wrong. Um, but the damage is tremendous. The damage is, it, it's so, it's, you, you, could, you could cry. Anyone who's a parent and has a kid who doesn't fall in their way, you could cry. I mean, what, this daughter of, of, of the Jewish people for 37 years, 100 years, whose ancestors went through who knows what, so she should be Jewish, has nothing of a remnant. And she could tell you about the Kiddush, and you know, we're talking them this, you know, I mean, and she was living around here with her, her, her secular door. She says she didn't have matzah last year because she knows there's no matzah in the whole San Jose. I'm like, there's no matzah in the whole San Jose. What are you talking about? Like, you know, but she's clueless now, right? You know, just, so why am I saying this story? A little bit for catharsis, uh, but beyond the catharsis for myself, on a serious note, um, you know, we will look at that as a tragedy. You look at the tragedy. I, I, I was, I was. I, and I, I've seen this, I can't tell you, if not hundreds of thousands of times. And every time I see this, I feel like I, I see uh, uh, like the Holocaust. I, 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 that's how I feel. Every time I see this, I see Auschwitz, like spiritual Auschwitz. I, I literally, I feel that way. I can't tell you how many people, I'm having lunches with intermarried Jews. I, I have this, this all the time. I, but every time, I Auschwitz. But you know what the difference is? You know what bothered me profoundly today? Is that this lady... She remembered her grand. Like most people I deal with in the Bay Area, have no. They don't even know anything. They don't know. Even, they're so far away from anything. Like, you know, But this lady, like you saw the potential, right? I I thought like she. If if a few adjustments would have been years ago, her she would have not one grandchild is not halakha Jewish married to non Jew. She'd have twenty five grandchildren, one hundred fifty you know great grandchildren in Brooklyn and Lakewood and Israel. Like that's that it easily could have been. So I want you to understand something. Our lives, our heads, our neshamas are as pure as we make it. Okay? It, it, it's a tragedy if we sully it. You know, it's a tragedy if we destroy it. <laughs> we live once. You don't want to be somebody now, you know, who sells their lives short. You know, see Rabbi Levine, I keep Shabbos, I keep kosher, I do what? I'm telling you, your neshama is something different. We say it every morning. Elokai. What do we say? Tahara. God, you gave me a pure soul. Right? We say it. It's one of the first things you say in the Jewish sitter every morning. You gave me 
a pure soul. And when you're 90 or you're 100, it's what you do with that soul. It's how you treated that soul. And the decisions we make and the actions we take will affect it. And this is an area of Kedusha, lewd thoughts, where we're bombarded all around, all the messaging around us. You know, now you may say, I dress sneers, I just, I don't know, dress them promiscuously. But what's going, th- what's going through your head? What's going through your soul? Right? So, the Indian, actually, my wife told me a great line this. She's listening to a class. By Noah Weinberg. Everyone heard of by Noah Weinberg? Noah Weinberg was the founder of Asia Torah. Okay? So it's Sadiq of a Jewish. He said the following thing. He said, Imagine you're on a bus from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. You heard this before? Yeah, I read it. Uh, oh, book. oh, okay. So she told me she heard this from one of his lectures today. And he said, Every minute or two, a guy's throwing out a, a dollar bill out the window. You see the guy on the bus throwing out a dollar. Every minute, out of the bus. Just taking a dollar and throwing it out of the bus. It's a 45 minute. You just see, every minute on the minute, throw out a dollar. Throw out a dollar. And he gets off the bus. And he says, listen, I'm out of money. Can I have some more money? Would you want to give a guy money? Of course not. I mean, you guys... So he said, when you say to God, you know, give me life. You know, well, what are you doing with the life you have? <laughs> Are you, what are you doing with the life you have? Are you, are you utilizing the life you have? Are you, are you taking advantage of the time you have? Right? And our soul, you know, as much as I'm saying this, I'm downgrading it. I want you to know this. Our soul is so powerful, so holy. You know, one of the Kabbalistic thoughts, which we're not going to embellish, or not going to elaborate on today, is, is that our soul is, has a spark of divinity. It's, it's, it's a chelik al-kayal It comes from the divine throne. It's so it's it's such a powerhouse of potential, and one of the worst ways to sully a Jewish soul is lewdness and promiscuity. Um, yeah. So the oven and I, I'm going to tell you thing. I, I can't say you know I see it all, but in this area I have seen people who I, I'm like shocked beyond belief. Of where the, where the questions I get, and I'm happy they're asking. I'm not talking wrong. Of this area, even if you can't, they, they don't touch anyone, they don't talk to anyone. Where their heads are sometimes, where, where their thoughts go, where their heart is, people you would look at as that person? No way! You wouldn't believe it in a million years! Cannot be! I'm telling you, even the person who, who is stoic and stolid, you can't imagine have a thought like this. It's. it's it, not, it's not everyone's Eight Sahara, but it's almost everyone's Eight Sahara. And almost everyone it will affect very severely. And it will affect their, their purity. And you don't want to be 90 years old and wake up and say, what did you do with your potential, your youth, with your life, with your vigor, your prayers, your spirituality? So we need a machshava. For Amr B'schil Sabrai Sashlam, we already explained in the beginning, V'nishmarta Mikodavara. Right. Even before talking about all the levels, distance yourself from anything bad. You shouldn't think for man, lewd things at day and at night have uh, emissions or all kinds of dreams or fantasies or whatever, all stuff. And not only that, the Gemara says, the Talmud says in Yuma, that sinful thoughts are worse than the vera because it, it encompasses you. You can think about it all day long. You know, your head can be in the gutter all day long. Your head can be, you know, it's a mikram alehu. To avas Hashem, God hates thoughts of evil. So I want to, you know, entertainment that people do. I, I, you, you, if you're honest, if you watch movies or television or any form of entertainment which has this, it for sure it's just going through your head. You, just if you're sensitive, I should say even if you're sensitive. You know, some people don't even realize it goes through their head. <laughs> you know, but you're watching the scene. I mean, what do you think is going through your head at that moment? Do you think you're thinking about uh, charity? Stuck on, you know, chesed, tefillah, 
what do you think when a person is listening to some lady singer who herself is on drugs and to who knows what she's doing you know prancing around half naked on the stage when she's singing it's all about love or worse or much worse I'm not going to try to to copy uh, what's her name uh, uh, Brittany Swift or whatever these people's names are you know, uh, you know at the end of the day you know what do you th- where do you think your head's going to be when, right when you're, when you're listening to let's see if another one Katie Jackson see I, I never heard them in my life but I know enough about them to know what I should listen to right but jokes aside what do you think goes through your head when they're serenading about something anyone do you think when you're listening to that kind of music, right? When you when you read a periodical, a magazine, uh, you know, which is that they sell in the gutters or on the newsstands, you know, and you go in the drugstores, there are these magazines like you know, you know, you know, everything is about their love lives and the, I mean, you, and these pictures and that. What do you think goes to the head? You know, and you know, they're from ladies, and she said they're reading about about, oh, you know, it's very interesting. Or you read about this, you watch a movie. And even worse, you take your husband's and you're crazy. Do you know what men go through men's head? They can't get it out afterwards. You know, it's a, it's machshavas. You know, we 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 need to be we want to be holy. If Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, if you would put him in South Beach, Florida, I, I would never be Moses. Okay, he would never be Moses. You know, he would. I had after my share, I had two men tell me. Said, I want you to know, every time I'm in Vegas. I feel the tumor. You know, that's like, guys, these two men told me that after, that, my, after my, 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 my drush on Shabbos. So what do you think they're feeling? <laughs> they're in Vegas. And they're not talking about the gambling. I'm sure that's part of it, right? right? Men are more sensitive, but women are also. You know, there's a reason why the dress keeps going down in America today. There's a reason why everything, right? I, I, you know, again, if we're, if we're sensitive to this, we'll realize if you're listening to that music or watching those shows or reading those periodicals or you're even hanging out on a beach somewhere, it will affect you. I, you know, I, I'm telling you, you would see people come to my beach, I go to my beach, people will be straight people, all of a sudden they give them a pina colada and they're singing the cucaracha and their whole demeanor changes. Like, like the same, like they're, also like, like, you know, like they're walking around, like... Take the same person, they go to Hawaii, all of a sudden, like, you know, I, and Hawaii comes with them. You know, it doesn't leave them. And the, your head is, is impacted, and you don't want to be like that 90-year-old lady who I saw today who's lost potential. I mean, I, I mean, lost potential. Lost ability to have done something with their life. Again, this situation is beyond tragic. I mean, to have no Jewish descendants like that. Um... But how we treat, what we put into, you know, I we do, you know, junk food. Imagine eating chocolate bars three times a day. You're sick, and you put this stuff into an ashama. Your spiritual junk. A lot of this stuff. The novels. Half of this stuff is 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 junk. You know, uh, what? novels. A book. Book. You know, in the old country, they had books. Now they have ebooks, but uh, once upon a time there's like these things, you know, paper, right? But I'm saying many of the, if you look at the top ten sellers, nonfiction, there always is, you know, uh, whatever, Jesse Collins and someone Steele. I mean, like all these names, they're not writing about, uh, you know, Huckleberry Finn. They're writing about other types of. I, mean, I don't know what they're writing about, but the, my point is, you know. I, I, Whatever it is, there's so much, it's so around us, all, the, all around, that you can become desensitized to it. And we're highly sensitive. And the more uh, that we focus on Kedusha, the better off we'll be. Vinay Debarno, we said, we talked about Chamuras, Shibachal Adam. So the first three things we talked about were, remember what there were? Being clean in. in uh, in theft, right? All of the laws of theft and honest in business. Number two is in uh, lewdness, forbidden relationships, vulgarity. I'm not really about that. Now, 
Again, when we're talking about the key, as I, as I mentioned, being clean, the reason to be clean is because if you're not, you know, I, I gave a case before earlier, that if, you're, if you have anger, and you work on your anger, but you didn't clean yourself from it, there'll be a day when you're tired, and you're groggy, and people spell things, and either a child, or a spouse, or a friend, and you'll explode, because it's still in you, right? The, the goal is to get it out completely, to be person who doesn't get angry. And then you'll, you'll be, you know, I'll give you an example. I was in like, I came home this today, and like, one of my kids, my daughter, Sim, was like, ah, oh, this is great, she held, handled it. I was like, I was like, kill her, kill her. Like, what are you doing? Like, now, I, I didn't do anything, I didn't scream, but my point is, at that level, I was like, oh, right? I wasn't, so that's not a good thing, right? I'm telling you that's not a good thing. Why is it not a good thing? Because, if I if I ha- if I keep that around, five more things like that, I could scream for no reason, right? Screaming is not a good thing for anybody. Here's the rule of life: if you scream, ninety-eight or ninety-nine times out of a hundred, you hurt somebody for no reason, said something stupid, and you got yourself angry. Think about remember this always. Almost always, when you scream, it's a bad move. <laughs> There's almost never a good time in life to scream. Whenever you scream, after post-factor, and ask yourself, should I have screamed? I, 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 you know, I, if my kid's running across the street, and he's got cars, I'll scream. God forbid I should have that situation. That's a good time to scream, right? There's a danger, scream. Almost any time in life, screaming has zero benefit and a lot of loss, right? You know, almost any time in life, uh, you know, to scream at somebody, I... I, if it's educational, never, uh, almost never, unless it's against for danger. Um, in a relationship, in a trusting relationship with a parent and child, in a healthy, no way. In a, in a now you can be forceful. I tell my kid, don't you ever do that again. But screaming with your, you know, scream, Help! like that, no way. I mean, you lose control of yourself, and your own blood pressure goes up. And in a marriage or within a friendship, almost never. I mean, telling you never. So, but if you're if you're if you have upsetness, it's you could end up doing that, right? I'm not, or worse, or much worse, right? So, you, you want to be nucky. So, it's first of all, in, in stealing, honesty in business, we 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 elaborated upon that. Then we elaborated on all these forbidden relationships and kedusha and holiness, and now food. Now food. Now you're talking about Levine. I'm very careful about kosher, right? Be, I, I check for bugs. I do this. So let's see. About Nikias and food. Okay. But Madrigus Ashlishi Akhar Hagezov Haragis that people want. You know, people desire, people want money. Money, people are blinded by money. If you, you know, even a good person can make bad decisions. Good people, we're talking about good people, by the way. We're not talking about good people, money can blind them, right? They get upset, you know, that somebody did a job and they don't want to pay them, really, they owe them money, whatever it is, all these type of cases we've got. Going to the company, taking extra things to the company, not working the time you're supposed to work, taking advantage of the situation, or in a rias, you have a good person, a little bit too, too flirtatious with their secretary, or vice versa, or they, or they end up watching things which are improper, or they're huggy kissy. Like the whole, there's a loss of uh, there. The third thing is where a person, there's a strong desire is food. That is, Ben Be'inian Ha'trefus Atzvam. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've met, to have food, I've met holy people who, when you watch them eat, they can't control themselves. They're like, you know what I'm saying? You understand? They're not naturally heavy. There's some people who are naturally, their physiology is going to be heavy, or fat, or whatever. I don't like to, I mean in a pejorative way, they're heavy. There are certain people and even good sadikim, can't control it. I mean, I'm telling you, they, like, you're at a table, they just eat and eat and eat and eat. What does that tell you? It could tell you that food, even very good people could stumble on. Okay? Food is, people want food, right? You know, uh, you know people get, the food is something that's pulls them. Especially if a person's hungry or a person craves something, it's an area where a person could stumble in. Uh, and, 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 and when you when you have a desire for food um, and a balance for food, so Ben, so whether it's eating 
completely non-kosher food, which is like trefus, or it's not completely non-kosher, think it's kosher, it's, it's a mixture, it's maybe 1% or 3%, whether it's meat and milk, or or it's or or chalev or dam, it's uh, or bishol goyim, non-Jews cook there, or guule goyim are used with the the, the vessels of Gentile vessels, yayin esach of wine of yayin esach or stam yayin kol elin ekias behem. It needs a lot of being careful. And we'll talk about this. We're not, I know, you know, most of us are very careful, but let's just say, chizik, and it needs chizik. Why is this? Because as you just mentioned, people, food, people crave food. Right? I mean, people, people have a, you know, this strong desire for food. Um, uh, there's also some people that want to they, they they spend money on the hotel. I want to eat the food. Or they bought the meal already. Or they already bought it from the supermarket. You know, <laughs> or you know what it is to throw out these pans? This pan costs a hundred dollars. I can throw out this pan. You know, we'll live with it. You know, if I want to cook bacon, in it, but it's expensive. There's monetary loss sometimes with food. Um, it costs money. You know, I I I I, I went to an organization last year, the honoree. I very, you know, as a general rule, I will not go to a non-kosher event. So like this Sunday, actually, I'm speaking of this Holocaust event, they made it kosher, right? Well, it's the first time it's been under Hashgacha. It's me, Izzy's. It was a big, you know, sort of Sunday. You know, one t- I, you know once in a while, I, 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 I guess there, you, you watch people eat for This event, so I, it was like, I was very close to the honoree, and it was a Jewish organization. So I said, if I don't get a kosher food, I'm not going. I was hoping they make the whole event kosher. Didn't exactly happen that way. Uh, but they got me, and because of me, multiple other people ate kosher. They actually had a kosher option afterwards. So I, I felt, and, and I sat, this was like very kosher people. I sat at the table with the honorary. It was the last year at a certain, no one else was there, a certain Jewish event in the Bay Area. So I'm sitting at the honorary's table. I'm like telling you like, people of my black hat, like the only secular Jews are looking at me, and I'm getting my food, and the three other people around me, you know, but I said to this person, I said, why, you know, they make, this event's making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why, does it, why can't you make the whole event kosher? Oh, it's too expensive. Too expensive? Too expensive? You're out of your mind? It costs you an extra $2,000? Like, uh, you know, you didn't want it, you know. But, so, even for, so that's, you say, of course, it's trafe, but when you say, you people their own money, I bought it. I remember last year somebody asked me a child about a wine. It was this, and it was, I'm not telling you it was trafe. It was questionable. It wasn't good, but can I just finish the bottle? And this person's arguing, I mean, this is a person who keeps glock kosher, very careful. Can I finish the bottle? Like, 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 literally. Yeah, 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 it's just, I'm not going to buy it again, right? Like, literally, I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself like this. If I tell a guy, give me $5 for it, stuck up, $10, $20, this bottle, he already bought it, so every justification. Can I just finish the bottle? You know, you know, like why? Because it was good wine, and it was it was not for sure trafe. It was probably even okay according to some standards. It wasn't this person's standard. Food has a tremendous pull on a person. You'd be surprised. And I mentioned, I'm I'm always surprised when you see very righteous people have no control in this area. And again, they're not bad people. This is, I don't lose any respect for them. It just it's an area where people are weakened. Food is a, is, is a tremendous pull. And, by the way, eating food in itself is not an avero. It's not... Uh, even eating a lot of food. If you, if you eat to the extent you get yourself sick, that's a sin. You understand that? That's, it's an act of righteousness, to be very careful. Not because you're a vegan or because of health. Not because you want to serve God, which we'll get to eventually here. Um, so, I make obahem b'makom now, a person who's lenient, a person that something's not kosher, right? Your soup was kosher, something spilled in there, or something was put in there, someone cooked something, and if you're lenient, you're corrupting your soul. Don't contaminate yourselves. Don't defile yourselves. Because the, the, the air, food is 
If a person does other sins, it's, there's, it's, there's a negative effect. But food is what sustains you. What do we call taking care of your body? What's the mitzvah called? Ushmartam es nafshusechem. You should guard your soul. Why? Because your body is a vessel for your soul. Well, what contains, what allows you to live is the food you eat. And if you eat non-kosher food or questionable food, it will impact your soul. So how does it impact your soul? You'll want to pray. You'll want to connect. And you'll be, it will bland it. You know, I, I, I heard once, Shemavad Yosef, that if you ever see Sephardim, you were here in Yom Kippur, and, you know, you saw the Sephardim people coming, coming off the street. These people, you know, like have long hair. and pull, They come and they daven. He says, you know, why don't you find that by Ashkenazim? Like, he says, Sephardim, and why do you find so many more Bali Chuva by Sephardim? And you have a Sephardim lady go, lady go to the coastal. She's sitting there crying and crying. Take some Ashkenazi lady, some Russian lady from... Do you think she goes there and cries like that? Nothing against Russians, by the way. They don't do that. You get a Moroccan lady. She, she comes there. You think she's coming out of a disco somewhere. You know, she goes to the coast, so all of a sudden she's crying her head off. You know, I mean, especially Sephard, I mean, they can come in here on Yom Kippur, and they're in, you know, and they have a pulse. So Radios has said there's two reasons. Because Sephard, even though they'll keep Shabbos, only kosher meat, almost always go to Parzan any day. You'll see people buying kosher meat there. They're completely not religious, but they buy all kosher meat. Now, you, ever, you, ever, you see that, right? You go to Kassram, you know, all the time. You know, all the kosher, and they go to the mikvah. You know that? It's almost most Sephardi women, I can, I get the questions from the mikvah, I can tell you. Many women, they don't keep shouting, they go to the mikvah. And these things impact the soul, right? They in, there's a direct impact on the soul. The Torah, it's a pasuk. It's a verse. You eat something questionable, you eat something problematic. So Rebbe Chal says, you're, you, you are going to destroy your soul. You are going to, to, to pound on your spirit. doesn't mean you're going to do murder or steal. It means that you will be spiritually numb. You'll, you, you'll lack the ability to connect on a, on a deep spiritual level because of this. You defile yourselves by eating forbidden foods. Right? You'll eat tame and you'll become tame. Because forbidden foods, they introduce impurity into the heart and soul of a person. Listen to what the Ramchal says. That, that eating kosher, unkosher food, it brings uh, impurity uh, to the, 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 the Shechina of Hashem Departs and distances from yourself. Right? It means you, you, you'll come, you, you'll want to keep Shabbos and enjoy Shabbos. You won't be able to. You're lacking that ability. Your heart won't be into it. It'll be, you'll be blanded from being able to, to, to do it. Or you're a very spiritual person. You'll be misapplied. You know? This lady today, I'm telling you, she told me she loves Hashem. Kissing the air. And I believe she does. I choose a sincere person. I don't question that. Um, but there's no connection right? beyond that, that love. And that, 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 you know, there's no Yiddishkeit. She may love her. There's nothing. There's no, she does, I'm telling you, nothing Yiddish. Zero. I, I, I think I brought up more Yiddishkeit to her when I met her today probably in the past few years she's had in her life. And not me. Any one of you could have done the same thing. Anyone. <laughs> but my point is, is it, you can... Your spiritual will be off kilter. It won't be calibrated correctly because you won't be. You know, there's a famous tshuva, the Rambam. The Rambam had a shaila um, where uh, he was asked. You know, the Rambam, of course, was the greatest Sephardic Pesach, and he, and he answered responsive from around the world. And he was asked from a community questions about amuna of faith. So the Rambam. Uh, answer the questions of faith. And at the end of this tshuva, at the end of the response, he said, and by the way, make sure to check the sheikhet, the, 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 the butcher, the ritual slaughter, slaughter in your town. That's how the Rambam ended the response. So he, a, a few weeks later, he gets a letter from his town. Dear Rebbe, thank you for your answers. We checked the sheikhet, and he wasn't doing shechita correctly. 
How did you know? So the Rama, you can read this, this is 800, 800 years ago, it's in his Jewish. He answers them back. He says to them, it's in his response, he said, he says, I'm not a prophet, and I'm not a son of prophet. But one thing I know, people who ask questions like that, like you asked on faith, it means that you're eating unkosher food. So I said to check your butcher. I mean, you know, it's a person wants to connect to God. You know, I, I've had a really, I want to believe, I can't, I can't understand this, I can't believe. I, I, I don't know, how, I can't see God in my life. Right? So very often, it's, you, you want to believe. I've had people, you know, I think I said the story, I'll never forget the story. I had someone in my house, there was a visitor. They're in my house, and they, they, they I said, oh, you're becoming a balachuva, very nice. So I said, yeah, for about seven or eight years, I've been working on it, becoming more religious. I said, they're telling me, they became, I would say, mod, um, you know, not fully religious, but moderately religious. So, you know, I said to them, oh, so what's holding you back? So they told me, I've been, I still don't understand, you know, how the world can only be 5,700 Whatever, today it's 78, but I don't remember what it was several years ago. I still can't reconcile that with what I see in the world. How could the world be so little? So I said to them, person, you know, I can give you multiple answers to that. It's not really a problem. And they've heard this. So I said to them, well, what else bothers you? Nothing, just that. So I, I'm going to tell you, I didn't say exactly this, but I pretty much said this. I said, you're an idiot. I said, you're absolutely an idiot. I said to myself, you believe in everything else in the Torah? Yeah. It's sign like this. I said, you mean to tell me you're waiting and wasting your life because you have one question? I can give you, I mean, why would you, can meet, you, can, you can deal with it for 10 to 15 years from now. And that's what you're going to make your whole life contingent upon? <laughs> that's idiocy. I mean, you tell me you don't believe in Sinai, you don't believe in all, but you have, so, but you know what, at some level, I'm not, I don't know if this person ate kosher or not, but that's the kind of questions that people have. or They want to believe. Now, this person was an idiot. I, and I mean that seriously, because I could have proved it to him. And, then, and even if I can't, if, even if you can't believe it, I mean, everything else works. I mean, Torah is true. I mean, Torah is MS. And Torah is not only, it's not only belief, it's logic. It's, I mean, I, you can see it in history, you can see it in mass revelation, you can see it. <coughs> I was having lunch with somebody last week. The person says to me, he's talking about faith. I said to him, let me ask you a question. Don't you know, look at Jewish history, like you see how disproportionate the Jewish people are. Like, we're so dynamic. Like, uh, you know, whether it's in finance or in Hollywood or in this, I mean, just even on a secular level, like, don't, don't you think we're, we're out of whack in science and physics? You know, you look at Israel today, this little dinky country. I mean, don't, doesn't that like tell you that something's off? We don't follow normal rules. I mean, you can go through this. So this person can't believe, you know. But you know what? I get these questions of faith. And of course, I'm, I'm telling you strong. I would never, be, I didn't tell this person they're an idiot either. I, I said to them, you know, to them, you know, you're being silly. I said it in a nice way. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, if you, that there are certain things, again, I don't know if this person, I don't know who I met at that time at my, at my lunch table, kept fully kosher or not. But, it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were lacking kashras. Because those questions come from a lack of kashras. You understand that kashras, if you're not careful, it maybe it affects a person's ability to pray, affects their ability to see Hashem in their lives. To you know, it's a very it's the tamtum bomb. Who want shaamar b'shas? It's me. This is the Gemara and Yuma. It's meisam bomb. I'll take grave. It's meisam. Uh, don't say that the first word is Nitmesim, lest you become conta- contaminated, lest you become obstructed. This sin of eating non kosher food, eating that blackberry, that raspberry, right? It's a raspberry, it's God's creation. You know, you open that raspberry up, the crevices, thrips, aphids. Right, you know, you didn't check it, um, or not, or the meat, or the pot. You know, I think it's kosher. I'm pretty sure it's kosher, or the wine. Yeah, it was an open bottle of wine. The person wasn't Jewish, but you know, I don't know. If, I don't think they touched it. I don't think they moved it. It's open on the table, the whole lunch meal, but probably okay. You know, probably okay. Uh, you know, or I think they're Jewish. You know, in their DNA, something like that. Like. 
says, Kimastalk, but you should know that Mistalak is made of a day amitis. This is what people don't get. Don't get. You know, you can be very observant, observant but the day amitis, your, your ability to have true knowledge, people are very pious and very, are very careful in kashras. Because even a little bit questionable food impacts the system tremendously. Okay, even a little bit, you know, I'm in a hotel, I'm a little bit dress, I'm traveling, da da da. It, it, you know, it, 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 it impacts, you know, something direct, directly. Um, I once heard somebody make a comment, it's not fully true. So, you know, in certain circles, people keep kosher at home. And I don't know whether it's, it's, like, it's the most hypocritical thing in the world, this person said. He said, Can you imagine this? My house is with my wife. Do I leave my house? I cheat on my wife. Like, what the hell does that mean? If God says to keep kosher, you should keep kosher here and there. Now, what's not true is, of course, everything counts. If you ask anybody to keep kosher at home, it's better not keeping kosher at all. And most people eat plenty kosher. Everything counts. But but a person's damaged by both what they do in the house, outside the house, vacations, traveling, business meetings. You know, a person told me when they go to a business meeting, they don't have a choice. A choice, would you eat, if you put cyanide in the food, would you eat it? You, you know, you, you're damaging your soul. You always have a choice. You're damaging your soul. Um... Keep it slug as that means, and, and, and again, it, it may not. When it, I, I just just understand this. You 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 will lack a person who does this will lack that ability to connect to Hashem at some level. It can cause doubts in a person's mind. It can cause weight. It can cause all kinds of uh, emotional, spiritual sicknesses or or, or phobias or or blockages. When God gives wisdom. You want to understand God's wisdom, you need to have a head of Torah wisdom. Nishar, and then for a person will remain, they'll be more material. You won't be that spiritual person. You won't, you'll be blocked spiritually. You'll be blocked, you'll, there'll be a block on you. There'll be something which stops you from getting to where you're supposed to get. Mishuka, you'll be sunk in the physicality of this world, which means, again, you can, and even if you, you, a person, there are very spiritual people, but they will not reach their potential. They will not get where they could and should be getting in this world. Listen to this, listen to this world, what he says. Forbidden foods more than any other iser affect this. It spiritually poisons a person more than anything other avera. Yeseris bazeh al you know why? Because these foods enter the person's body. And it goes into your blood. Right? So it becomes part of you. A person ate that questionable food, ate that, 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 that tray of food, it's in their blood. It's in their body. And therefore, this is an area which we'll pick up next week in, in Nikias, which the more naki we are, the more cleansed we are, it's not just for the eating of the food, but it will affect and impact way beyond that in our spiritual life. Okay, thank you. Have a great night.